This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to Bet and Breakfast, a podcast from BetSided. Hey, does anybody want coffee? Who wants coffee? It's sports betting for everyone. I'm here to tell you today that the New York Yankees season is done. Stick a fork in them, it's over. Lamar Jackson, I can't believe he's that low on the list that he's my bet for sure at this point in the season. Early leans, best bets, props, parlays. If you can bet it, we've got it. I'm taking the over on this. If you look at the last five games, this is a game waiting for points to be scored. Tom Brady, I think everyone's heard of him. If Brady puts up the numbers, they have the 10th easiest schedule the rest of the way. Get in, get out, and you're ready to go. I think they're going to have to give him the award if Dallas ends up locking up this division and possibly even that number one seed. And here are your hosts, Ben Heisler, Ian McMillan, Peter Dewey, Donovan Smoot, and Reed Wallet. What comes before anything? What have we always said is the most important thing? Breakfast family what's happening people it is bet and breakfast the new time here at 7 a.m eastern it's good to have you all with us as we are just a few sleeps away from super bowl 56 i'm ben heisler with me are my guys ian mcmillan and donovan smoot we're almost here i feel like the we we got the countdown started a couple of weeks ago we're like, all right, we're ready to talk Super Bowl. We're ready to start betting Super Bowl. Ian, I know you got your bet in fairly early for the Super Bowl. But then we're just in that long waiting game, and it doesn't feel like it's ever going to come. And now here we are, finally ready for the game. And I'm curious, as we get started today, like I asked the, the guys on Monday the same question. Do, do you still feel as confident as you did the moment that you placed that initial bet? And Ian, I can start with you on this one. Yes, I do. I feel even more confident now. Uh, <laughs> I've ranted about the Rams so much over the past week and a half, though. I feel like I'm just repeating myself. But yeah, <laughs> I, I I am very confident in, in the Rams. And I also placed, uh, what was it, Tuesday night, I sat down and placed all my prop bets for, for the game as well. So I have all those locked in. I have 22 different prop bets uh, locked in for the Super Bowl on top of my Rams pick. So I'm locked and loaded. I'm ready. Let's let let's go. Let's 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 get this game rolling. What about 22? you? Twenty two. That's twenty two. Great. That's great. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm with Ian. Nothing has changed for me. I still I still think that the Rams are going to win this game easily, and so I'm 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 sticking with them. I'm right. I'm riding and dying for LA. Kind of has to be at this point, right? I I I, we, I was part of a roundtable yesterday. Um, with uh, some some great folks over at uh, Fanside, including Matt Lombardo, uh, Lee Olazak, uh, and Brett Studer over at Ramblin' Fan. Lee, of course, with Stripe Hype over uh, the Cincinnati Bengals site. I, I have to tell you though, they both Matt and Lee, because I'm on the Ram side as well, made some fairly compelling arguments towards the Cincinnati side, at least to keep it close. Because I think all of us have been advocating that we expect the Rams to pretty much, I don't know, blow them out. But they're the better team, and they're the more complete team, and they're the more veteran-oriented team that is just in a good spot. Like, matchup-wise, it really sets up very nicely for them. But the Bengals have been doing really solid things, especially covering in games as an underdog this year. So now I'm starting to... To, to be a little bit weary of that pick. But I, I think all three of us, I know that Reed and Peter are on the Bengals side, but I, I think the three of us, I think the Thursday crew is on the right side. 
I do want to ask you guys as well, um, because Sunday is, is, is one of those days and, you know, Ian and I, of course, will, will be working on that Sunday along with Peter. Um, but Donovan, so let me, let me kick things off with you. Cause, cause you get the day. What is something for a Super Bowl party, whether it's a get together, whether it's something that's on your own, like what, what's like the one thing that you absolutely have to have? Is it a particular type of food? Is it a kind of drink? Like, do you need a certain setup with your screen? Like what, what's the, the quintessential, if I don't have this during the Super Bowl, I'm not going to enjoy myself. I, I need chicken wings. I, okay. I, I need, I need, I need chicken wings. I I've watched, I've watched the Super Bowl with, with a lot of people. I've had a Super Bowl party. I've watched it with just me and one other person. Um, and every time if I, if I don't have chicken wings, it's just, it, it's just not right. You know, you know what I'm saying. That's just that's just what I need. I also want to take this time to advocate for drums. I think that flats have been overhyped in the last like year and a half or so. Interesting. Every everybody's been been hopping on on the flat wave. Drums are not bad, and drums are very. They are so much easier to eat. I don't have to do a whole bunch of work. There's not two bones in the middle that I have to get the get the meat off of. It's a much easier experience. It's better to dip it in the in the ranch. It's a that's a good point. It, Whoa, ranch? Yes, yes. Ian, are you ranch? are you a blue, are you a blue cheese pause. Are you a blue I'm a cheese hot person? sauce guy? I'm a hot sauce guy. No, 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 no. You 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 exactly. have the you wings have the already wet in the sauce, and then you can either go dip in ranch or dip in blue cheese. It's not. You, I'm it's very anti-ranch. I, I will never advocate you, you for, for ranch in any any type of food. But I'm sorry that, for interrupting. Go on. That 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 might that might be your worst take ever. I think, <laughs> I think I, honestly, I really feel like ranch is one of the most versatile dipping sauces uh, in terms of fries and wings. For both of them to be able to go in there, top top tier. I think the only thing that that like as a dipping sauce, garlic aioli for fries. Oh, that's that's right. That's, that's right there. You get. You, that's what I'm talking about. You get yourself some garlic palm fries with some garlic aioli. That's another level. That's another level. But I I, I need the wings though. That's my thing. All right, go go ahead and, and make your point that that ranch is the most. No overrated. no no. He, he shouldn't be allowed to talk down on ranch. <laughs> I, 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 I just want to hear it. Like I I'm I like ranch. I, just... I I I'm not I'm not a, like the major ranch advocate. Like if I have wings, I typically might go blue cheese. But predominantly, I just like the wings traditional with whatever sauce that they're tossed in. To me, like the, the ranch, I don't need the, the cooling effect of it. I think there's plenty of things you can do with ranch that are very effective. I just don't need them on wings. But I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious as to why Ian is, is team anti-ranch. I just think ranch, like ranch, ranch to me smells and tastes like an armpit. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's one of the most <laughs> grotesque foods on the planet. Truly. Ranch is gross. I've, I have horror stories about ranch, but I, I won't dive into ranch too much. I'm just very anti-ranch. Um, also with wings, um, funny story about wings in the Super Bowl is when the Falcons uh, blew their 28-3 lead, that Super Bowl like just crushed wings, that, that Super Bowl. Haven't had wings at Super Bowl since then. So if uh, I'm watching the Super Bowl and there's wings uh, in front of me, I will pretend they're not there because to me, wings are cursed on Super Bowl day. Uh, I crushed wings that when the Falcons played the Patriots. Um, my food, I'm more of a nachos guy. Uh, if I'm talking about food for the Super Bowl, love some loaded nachos. Um, obviously, I've been working on Super Bowl for the past four years now, so I don't get too heavy into drinking, but I got to have a couple beer. 
All right, yeah. two nice cold beer, one per half. So beer and nachos are my go-to. It used to be wings, like I said, but I crushed wings when the Falcons lost, and I can't eat them on, eat them on Super Bowl anymore. It's bad luck. So, so one of the things that I found out when I moved to Kansas City, because I'm, I'm very much on Team Wings as well, um, a, a lot of the really solid barbecue joints around here will do smoked wings, and that's that's a game changer. Oh, I love that. Yeah, because you can. I mean, you can smoked still wings. fry them up afterwards if you want. If you want to add a little bit of, of crisp to it, but I mean, they're so juicy. And and some of the places too. I don't, have you guys ever done like the the massive wings where you normally like you get an order of like ten wings or so? It's just either the drumsticks or the traditional wings. But I'm talking about like the full big wings that are like the size of your face. Have you guys ever gotten any of those? Oh, I've not. That's a game changer. Shout out to the peanut over in Kansas City that does the the full on wings. Like if you get an order of like four or six of them, they're the size of your face, and you are going to be an absolute happy camper. I mine isn't necessarily, um, you know, I, I need a certain type of food or a certain type of drink. I, the one thing that'll piss me off if I ever go to a Super Bowl party. It's been a couple of years, obviously, with with the pandemic going on, but. I need the sound on and I need it to be like very, very loud. Like I need to be able to to hear it from whatever conversation I'm having or if other people are talking, I need to be able to zone them out because because if I lose the conversation and I lose the actual play-by-play broadcast of the Super Bowl, I my head completely goes into another place. I get distracted. I lose focus. I, I, I feel like I, I get anxious. Like this is like the one game that I need to be on 20, like, the moment that it starts to the moment it ends. And if I turn the sound off, it's just, it's gone. Like I, I lose that focus. I, I, I lose that high of the game. So I need shout that. out. Uh, I want to shout out Joe Osborne. My former coworker was exactly the same when we were watching the games together. And if it got too loud, he would literally stand up right next to the TV to make sure you could hear <laughs> the broadcast. So uh, you and him are on the same page for that one. Yeah, you have to. And again, like most other times, it's fine. Like you can have it on in the background. You can check in. Most people, like if you're traveling or something uh, or you're like watching it at a bar and sometimes the sound isn't on all the way, like you can get through it. Not for the Super Bowl. Like this is the game that I need full on full blast. So uh, chicken wings for, for myself and Donovan. Uh, nachos for Ian. I don't know if you do them the microwave nachos. If you go oven bake them to get the, uh, the tortillas, um, the tortilla chips a little bit crispy. Um, and, and the sound on. And I also, for what it's worth, make a fire, absolute fire buffalo chicken egg roll. Just get a little bit of puff pastry dough, make some buffalo chicken dip, cook that I'm baby. Try that. Oh, it's so good. And, and, okay. and that'll last you for days too. Especially if you got like a, just a couple of folks over, you get the full on pastry dip. You, you use every single part of it uh, and you are, you are absolutely good to go. One other thing that I was curious to get your perspective of, and of course, we'll, we'll dive into our, our best bets here on Thursday. I also want to tell you about something really fun that uh, not only Ian, Donovan, and myself are doing, but Reed and Peter are going to be a part of it as well. 4 p.m. Eastern today. I'll tell you about what we're going to be doing. It'll be right here, both on our streaming channels over on YouTube as well as on Twitter. Really fun, exciting thing that we're going to be doing a little bit later on today. We'll tell you about that in a couple minutes. I'm curious... In the course of this last week and a half, we've done a ton of research, right? We've gone through different trends. We've gone through all the different matchups. We've written several previews. We've talked about it on podcast. We've done pretty much everything you can imagine. But I'm wondering of all the different things that we've gone through this week, what's one thing that maybe has has stood out 
the most? Is there anything that you guys feel like, all right, now that I have, now that I'm loaded with this piece of information, um, this is this is something that I feel like I, I have to, to jump on and share because this maybe changed my perspective a little bit. I don't I don't know if there's anything that has you know changed changed my perspective. I know that the um, you know one of the stats that's been really key to me is teams that score first win sixty five percent of of the Super Bowls, and so. And so that that puts a lot of pressure on you know on whoever wins the wins the coin toss and whoever goes down first, and and scores. But I also think that with that, it makes it makes the Super Bowl a little bit more interesting because it provides a lot of opportunity to live bet the game and yeah. and keep you know like Ian has I guess with his with Rams minus four Ian has twenty three picks locked in already. And so, but if you go in and say, you know, if you're, if you're the Rams, if you're the Rams and you score first, if you're on the Bengals side, then, then you can go ahead and, and probably get the Bengals at, at an even better number. Or if you're on the Rams side and the Bengals score first, now you can get your Rams. If you think that they're going to come back and win the game after, you know, one possession, now you can get the Rams at a discounted price. And so I think live betting after that first score of the game is going to be really key. So, oh, um, because even though that, that, you know, teams win 65% of the time, the last two years, it's gone the opposite way. The Chiefs scored first last year, the Niners scored first the year before that. And so there's kind of a trend of, of just because you score first doesn't mean that you're going to win the game. So I think live betting um, is definitely going to be a key for me this year. Really, really quick, Ian, before, before I go to you on the, on the next one, is there a number, because I know you guys are both on the Rams side, but if the Rams get up to a certain point, let's say they get that opening possession and they score and we see that number move, my, my guess is that um, it would probably end up at like six and a half. Probably wouldn't go up to seven or seven and a half after that first possession. Six and a half is usually where it would be. And then if they don't keep possession, then maybe it ticks up when the Rams get it back. But is there a number that you feel that you would take on the Bengals if the line move to a certain point live in the game that you'd feel comfortable trying to middle? If it gets to double digits, I think I might middle. If it gets to Bengals plus 10, plus 11, I think that's when I might look to middle because I don't think they want blowouts in the Super Bowl anymore. So if the Rams do get up a little bit, we might see a little bit of a late comeback, especially because the Rams have blown leads a lot recently. They blew a big lead to the 49ers uh, in Week 18, blew a big lead to the Buccaneers there in the divisional game. Not exactly a great team and holding on to the lead, so... Uh, if, I, if I can get Bengals at like plus 10, plus 11 at some point, uh, I might sprinkle on that to see if I can middle it. I, I like that play too. I would think I, I think 10 and a half would probably be that number for me. What about for you, Donovan? I, I, I'm i with the, the double-digit play. I, listen, I really like the Rams this week. So I think for me, that number would be closer to, to 13, 13 and a half. Okay. Um, but I, that that's kind of where where my range is. But I'm I'm with you guys. Like a double digit, you know, play is, is still really good. I like that. Okay. What about for you, Ian? What's that for my stat here that I'm looking at? Yeah. Is there anything that over the course of the last week and a half really caught your eye? Yeah. Something I found out last night, which I blew me away. So I, I mentioned my 22 prop bets. And by the way. <laughs> Those aren't full unit prop bets. For I don't have 22 units riding on this game. All the prop bets, I put a, a quarter of a unit on, or yeah, a quarter of a unit on it. Uh, one of them that I placed uh, was my Super Bowl MVP pick was Cam Akers at 35 to one. 
little bit of a long shot, but then last night I was doing some research and now I don't feel so good about it. Um, a running back hasn't won Super Bowl MVP since Terrell Davis in 1998, which is shocking to me. Because, I mean, like, there's still, like, a 10-year span between, like, 2000 and, like, around 2010, 2011, where running backs were still, like, winning league MVP every year. But for Super Bowl MVP, you got to go back to the Broncos in 1998, the last time a running back won. That seems shocking to me. So maybe you shouldn't be betting on a running back to win Super Bowl MVP. That's, it's, that's it's either Yeah, well, it's either, it's either the quarterback or, or you get you know, sort of the random defensive player that just makes a – a huge after like Von Von Miller won in Super Bowl fifty. Um, I, I'm blanking out on the Patriots. Who's the Patriots yeah. player that intercepted Russell Wilson? Uh, Malcolm Butler. Malcolm Butler, I think, won it that year. I'd have to go over and, and, and double check some of those. Numbers, no, I think yeah. I, I actually I actually think Brady still still got. Yeah, that I one. think Brady still won it. Yeah, Malcolm I know, Smith won it for the Seahawks. Got it. Edelman had one. There was a few wide receivers mixed in, like Heinz Ward and uh, You're right. uh, San Antonio Holmes won. Um, yeah. But other than that, yeah, like the odd receiver, the odd defensive player, mostly quarterbacks, but all the way back to 1998 for a running back. That seems crazy to me. I would not have guessed that. What what, what, what do you think it would take for, for either Mixon or Akers to, to actually get this one? So right, I, be- I'm actually on – yeah, so I the reason why I placed my Akers bet – uh, was because the Bengals' weakness on defense is the run defense. 24th in opponent yards per carry. The Rams have been running the ball a little bit more because Sean McVay doesn't want Matt Stafford to throw these bad interceptions. Uh, and, and if I think the Rams are going to get up early, then they're probably going to keep running the ball. When they got up against the uh, Buccaneers in the divisional round, they ran the ball. Cam Akers at 24 carries. If Cam Akers gets 24 carries against this Bengals' defense and scores two, maybe even three touchdowns, I think he can win MVP. So that's why... I sprinkled on him as a long shot of 35 to one, but uh, I just think the game flow is going to, going to go well for the Rams running game, but yeah. And, I don't and think it, Joe Mixon will win it. Right. Well, and, and it makes sense with sort of the narrative that the three of us are, are on, right. We talked, I talked about this on the round table um, because one of the best bets from, um, from one of our panelists, I'm trying to remember who um, loves the over on Joe Mixon uh, feels like that's going to be the, the Bengals counter punch to the Rams and to the Rams pass rush. You know, you feed Joe Mixon, you neutralize uh, guys like Von Miller and Aaron Donald from really just ripping Joe Burrow's head off over the course of the game. You feed him, he gets himself going, and that's another opportunistic play. But on the other side, if you expect the Rams to take over in this game, McVay is going to... Like, like that's the big difference between McVay and Andy Reid. Like, Andy Reid isn't going to, to run consistently enough, and that's what gets him in trouble. With McVay, sometimes being too conservative in the second half also gets him in trouble, but at least you kind of know what that game plan is. Like, it's going to be a heavy dosage of Cam Akers down the stretch, especially now that he's healthy. So I, I do think both of the running backs are in play, despite not winning it since, what, 24 years ago? I can't believe Denver winning that Super Bowl was 24 years ago. God, I know. <laughs> It's crazy. Oh. I I was I wasn't I wasn't born the last time a running back won Super Get Bowl. Out of here. There you go. It was against my Falcons too. I was I was born the, the year after. Right. Young guy. Young guy. That was that it wasn't Chris Chandler that was a quarterback, was it? For the Falcons? Yeah. I wasn't I didn't watch NFL back then. <laughs> back then I still thought NHL was the only sport that existed. All right, now I gotta. I, I'm almost positive it was Chris Chandler, but now I have to go back and double check. the The stat for me was um, 
and I saw this. I want to shout out your your former company, and I saw this over at Odd Shark. Uh, so in the last ten Super Bowls, there have been eleven scoring plays in the final five minutes of regulation, and that's more than in any other quarter. In last year's Super Bowl with the Chiefs and the Bucks, uh, and I, I remember this because I was live betting Kansas City constantly uh, and uh, lost a, a bunch of money in that game. Uh, last year's Super Bowl was the first since 2014 in which there were in which there weren't at least ten points scored in the fourth quarter. So we're talking about all the opportunities for live betting. If we expect some of these teams to, to put up some points, and again, maybe that won't be the case considering how conservative um, the, the Bengals and the Rams tend to play in the fourth quarter. I, I guess the Bengals maybe not as much, but Zach Taylor, Sean McVay, they're, they're both coming from the same coaching tree. They have a lot of similarities here. Um, but good opportunity, especially if it's a defensive-oriented game, to maybe see a few more points and to live bet that fourth quarter knowing that there's going to be more opportunities to be aggressive. Again, the score matters. If it's a very tight-knit game, I wouldn't touch a fourth quarter over. I, I wouldn't move anything just because you know how it's going to play out. But if we're talking about the Rams having like a 10-point lead, then I think that's very much in play because of what Burrow is going to have to do. So something to keep in mind, I, I think, especially uh, heading into the Super Bowl on Sunday. All right. Let's get to best bets. We got a little NHL on the docket today. Uh, I got an NBA game. Donovan's got an NBA game. So, Ian, why don't you kick things off? Uh, who do you like in the NHL tonight? Uh, I will say, Ben, I looked this up while you were talking. Uh, Terrell Davis, that was actually against the um, against the Packers the year before. John Elway won when they beat the Falcons, and it was Chris Chandler, quarterback for the Falcons. That's what I thought. It was 97. 97. He three interceptions uh, against uh, the Broncos, so. Now yeah, the and then he came to Chicago a couple of years later, and uh, he looked as old as he's ever looked, <laughs> which makes sense because that's what happens when you become a quarterback in Chicago. You get very old and very bad. Jamal Anderson was on that team as well, the the Dirty Bird, the original Dirty Bird. Um, Bonus points right. if you do a Dirty Bird on on the live stream right now. I mean, you already you've already done a salsa with Victor Cruz. <laughs> Bonus I don't points I, I don't know the Dirty Bird, Bird enough. I don't know that. Uh, I, I should learn it really fast. I don't know it enough, or else I would. Yeah. Uh, by the way, shout out to my cat Daisy, who has just been a nuisance this morning and is scratching my door every five seconds and meowing. But that's all right. It's a little early for her as well. Um, my pick. I, I almost always go college basketball. I need to stick to my roots here. NHL. Shout out Canada. Shout out NHL. Shout out some hockey. We need to get some hockey into the show. So I'm gonna go. Tonight is a potential Stanley Cup matchup between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Colorado uh, Avalanche. Tampa Bay Lightning, obviously, back-to-back defending champs. Could three-peat. Uh, I'm going to back them tonight, even money, in Colorado. Colorado is a little bit overrated. They are the Stanley Cup favorites, but a big portion or a big reason why they're the Stanley Cup favorites and why they've been so hot lately um, is because they play in the Western Conference, and the Western Conference is far and away the weaker conference between the two this year uh and the division the lightning are playing in is by far the strongest division uh lightning panthers maple leafs bruins uh so the records between these two teams are a little bit deceiving but a big reason why i like the lightning over the past 10 games they rank first in the entire nhl and high danger scoring chances which is one of my favorite stats to look at and the colorado avalanche despite being a 9-0-1 in their past 10 games uh, rank in the bottom 10 in high danger scoring chances allowed. So uh, they have not played well defensively. They've had goaltender issues all, uh, all season. 
Now they're playing against a Lightning team that lately have been the best offensive team in the NHL. So we're getting uh, them as slight underdogs in Colorado tonight. So I'll take the Lightning at even money. All right, we got the Lightning on the money line against Colorado on the road. Let's head to the association. Donovan, you're looking at Miami Heat against the New Orleans Pelicans. Tell me more. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, the Pelicans, they're actually – I I, I want to give the Pelicans a lot of credit because they started off the season 3-16, and 16 and they're they're in the playing game now. And, and they're clearly going forth. They just traded for C.J. McCollum. But I think McCollum is going to mess up what they have at least tonight. Um, over the last five games, the Pelicans have the third best defensive rating in the league at 105. The Heat are right behind them at like 103 or 108. But McCollum is not a good defender. Um, I'm, I'm like Brandon Ingram isn't a, a great defender. Jonas Valanciunas isn't a great defender. And you trade away Josh Hart, who is a who's playing over 35 minutes a night for them. You know, he's very, very consistently. Um, uh, a, a very heavy role player for them. So I think with him not being there, McCullum trying to get himself acclimated in, into the offense, it's going to be kind of a, a weird night. Uh, Miami's won three straight. They've covered in all three. Um, they're really, really rolling right now. And with Miami, they just figure out how to win games. It doesn't matter who's there. It doesn't matter who's healthy, who's in who's in the, the rotation. They're a, they've been able to shape shift their their you know their way and their philosophy all season long so i think minus four and a half is a, is a really good number for them and the pelicans they're getting a little bit boosted because of mccullum scoring but i think that defensively they're not going to be able to keep up with miami all right miami at minus four and a half against new orleans and, and i think that makes a lot of sense in fact i know new orleans has been playing better but i'm still a bit surprised that they they're only the Miami's only favored by that much, considering all the changes that are likely coming to their roster. Like it's just going to take some time for those guys to get used to playing with each other, and that's actually part of the reason why I, I'm on the over uh, in Clippers and Mavericks tonight. There's some changes on on, on those rosters as well. Um, I, I, the Mavericks have been playing unbelievable defense. Like if you go through their game log, like they've already moved their way up um, over in the NBA to top five in defensive rating. Um, the Clippers have actually been a good defensive team all year as well. They're, they rank eighth in defensive rating, but I mean, you have to look at their, their log right now. Cause they, they don't give a damn on defense right now. Gave up 122 against the Pacers, 111 to the Lakers, 137 to the Milwaukee Bucks, and then 135 to Memphis back-to-back games. We're talking about losses of 26 points and, um, and 24 points in those games. So, there, there's no effort right now on the defensive side of the ball. They're, they're, they're not covering on, on high screen and roll, getting beat, uh, giving a bunch of easy bunnies inside. And Dallas, even though they play at a snail's pace, Luke is going to just dominate that. There, there's really nobody to neutralize him and take him off the court and, and kind of mess their, up their efficiency right now. Dallas has been one of the more efficient offensive teams uh, over the last couple months. So we've already seen this number move up. Uh, I got it at 214.5 last night. It's now at 216 over at WinBet. Um, I still think you can go ahead and take the over here. That's just not a lot of points in today's NBA. Um, and even if the Clippers have some issues scoring, I, I think both of these teams, especially with how well Dallas has been playing on both sides of the ball, I think that's not an issue moving forward. Uh, shout out to Marty the Elf checking in. Uh, appreciate the solid information, boys. Thank you for, for being a part of the show today. Also want to take uh, an opportunity here to mention what we're doing a little bit later on today. 
4 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you guys are right back here on social as well as on YouTube. The first ever bet-sided prop bet draft is coming up. It's going to be the five of us on the bet-sided team. We are going to be taking four different prop bets. Once that prop bet is selected, you can no longer choose it. One of them has to be an anytime touchdown bet. You can also include a spread, money line, or total bet as well. Um, we still have to decide on stakes. Has anybody come up with any ideas as to what the, the loser might have to do uh, if they end up losing this bet? Or are we just playing for pride here? No, I'm sure we can think of something. Yeah, we can think of something. Yeah, you you mentioned doing you know doing some some TikTok dances um, as as a punishment. I'm not I'm not 100 sure if everyone's going to be down for that, but we can see. Okay, I, I I was just thinking about what what could I do that would be really embarrassing for myself that I wouldn't I wouldn't have to like give up any sort of monetary value for, and that was the first thing that came to mind. So that's, that's well, we'll talk we'll talk it over we'll, we'll we'll figure it out, but hopefully you guys will be back and joining us a little bit later on at four p.m. Eastern today. I, I also want to shout out that uh, a year ago yesterday, um, we, we lost one of the best writers and one of the best people in the NFL industry over in Therese Paler over at Yahoo Sports. Uh, the great new thing is that his legacy has continued to, to live on uh, through his scholarship fund over at Howard University. You can also buy these shirts from the All Juice team. Um, that 100% goes to, to benefit his scholarship fund. So uh, if anybody's interested in that, I'll make sure that, that I retweet that out. But an unbelievable cause for an unbelievable dude uh, that we lost far too soon. So for my guys, Ian and Donovan, I am Ben. Always great to have you on for Bet and Breakfast. We will be back next Monday going over everything from the Super Bowl and moving on to perhaps some futures into the NFL season. So we'll talk to you then soon. Hopefully you guys will be with us a little bit later on today. And may all of your bets hit. So long for now.